Hey there, Brandy here. This is part two in a four-part series. If you're looking for part one, go back to episode number eight. If you have just listened to episode number eight, then you'll want to skip to about the 10-minute mark of this episode because the intro for this one is the same as the last one. Enjoy! Hey there! Welcome to BSing with Brandy, where my mission is to help you get shit done. I'm your host, Brandy Good, and today we're going to talk about something more on the personal side of business, the emotional roller coaster of entrepreneurship, business, being your own boss, um, the idea of finding your passion. <laughs> For those of you who are just listening to the audio version, that was in air quotes. Um, and I'm probably going to get a little more vulnerable than usual about all of these things on this um, episode. So our topic today was kind of last minute. I had something else planned, but I bumped it back because I had all these thoughts swirling in my head the last couple weeks. Uh, and this stuff was just dying to come out. So instead of the nice planned organized episode that you were supposed to get this week, uh, you're going to get something a little bit more off the cuff, a little bit more casual, um, hopefully still entertaining and valuable, and also a little bit sniffly and scratchy because I am fighting a cold right now. <laughs> so um, I'll give you a little overview kind of of what's been going on so what prompted all these thoughts um and then we will dive into some things in detail okay so the first thing uh fall where i live is event season um it's because of our weather <laughs> so there's a period in the spring and then a period in the fall where all the events are held because that's the times when the weather is decent and everyone is in town. So uh, fall's always very busy and there are a lot of great events happening. Some that I'm involved in, some that I'm just attending, some that I was thinking about attending or might attend, but I'm finding myself not very excited about most of them. I want to say all of them, but I can't. Um, there might be something I get excited about. Uh, so not feeling excited about them, even though they're great. I know they're great. Um, a lot of them are events I've attended in the past and they were great. So I'm not just saying, like I'm not just talking out of my ass and saying, oh, they're great because I've been to them and they're great but I can't drum up the enthusiasm for it, for that. Um, and so I've got a lot of thoughts about that and also about how simply not being excited about the stuff has caused me some internal turmoil and guilt. So that's, that's the first thing that's been going on. The next thing that's been going on, um, I recently took a course with Marilyn Beretta who is amazing. Um, if you've never done anything with her, um, she does training and coaching 
and masterminds and things like that. And she's, she's awesome. <laughs> so go check her out. Uh, I'll link to her website in the show notes. Um, but she put on what, what is called, and it's, you can't access it right now because we were kind of like a, a test group almost, uh, the WOW Archetype Bootcamp. So Marilyn developed essentially like a, a personality test, a personality measure, um, but it's geared much more specifically towards entrepreneurs and small business owners, uh, which is not the case for most personality tests. Obviously, a lot of them are geared either kind of corporate um, or if they don't have anything to do with business, they may be veered towards just personal things, personal relationships and behaviors and things like that. Um, and like, I love personality tests and I find them extremely useful, but this one was pretty eye-opening for me. Um, and I'll talk about it more in detail, but it was amazing. 1010 would recommend. Uh, the next thing is that, um, and I even hesitated to talk about this publicly, but I said I would get vulnerable. So my, my team is changing quite dramatically. <laughs> um, 75% of my team is changing and it had nothing to do with, with them, um, like, or their capabilities or their skills or anything. What I envisioned for my business in 2019 is not what is happening. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, it's just, it's just different. And so what I finally had to admit to myself is that I needed to surround myself with a different set of skills. Uh, so that has been stressful and kind of scary. So if you've ever been a business owner who had to let someone go, uh, you probably know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and then also in the vein of online courses and things like that, um, I just figured, I just finished the Everything is Figure Outable formula with Marie Forleo. That's a lot of Fs. <laughs> so that is like a group coaching program or a, a course that accompanies her book of the same name. Um, if you haven't checked the book out, I'll link to it in the show notes. Cause again, it's, um, it's pretty good. It's, uh, uh, super entertaining and, um, lots of good little like nuggets and things to take away from. But in the, in the course, there was a quote that she said in one of the, in one of the videos that kind of just like made my brain explode. And after my brain stopped exploding, I almost thought I was going to start crying because it's one of those things that you go, okay, this has been my experience. And I always thought like, maybe not that there was something wrong with you, but that you were like, not the normal, not the norm, um, because you didn't do this thing that everyone else seemed to do. Uh, but obviously if someone who, um, is, you know, that successful has been interacting with 
as many entrepreneurs and small business owners as she has since uh, she started B-School, if she recognizes that, then obviously there's not something wrong with me. It's just maybe something that nobody in my circle or my awareness has been talking about. So that was interesting. (laughs) And then the last thing that's been happening, um, fall is so crazy busy. I think next year, I just want to go like as soon as like say August 15 hits, I just want to skip right to January 1st (laughs) because fall is, is bonkers. I thought maybe this year would be different, but, uh, who am I kidding? So the last thing, um, in past years, fall has always been, uh, a time of medical issues for my family. Uh, also a bit for myself as well. And this year is shaping up to be the same. So that's an extra layer on the stress cake that, um, this sounds silly, but I didn't plan for, um, (laughs) cause how can you plan for that kind of stuff? But maybe I should be planning for it because it seems to be, uh, the fall for us, uh, almost all of the time. Uh, so those are the kinds of things I'm going to be talking about today. I'm going to like get into more detail on all of those. Um, but before I get into anything, I also asked my School for Heartful Entrepreneur members uh, if they had any questions for me kind of around any of these topics, um, if they were curious about things, like maybe um, something that they were wondering about for their themselves or their business, or maybe something specifically that they were curious about for me and just never had a chance to ask or never felt comfortable asking. Uh, So I'm going to address some of those questions as well. So let's, let's start diving in to um, everything that's going on this fall. Okay. And then in the vein of that, I want to jump to the Marie Forleo stuff. So let me grab that quote. All right, um, I actually wrote it down in a notebook. (laughs) So for those of you who know me, I'm like 99% non-paper based for me to actually like write something in a notebook with an actual pen, um, kind of a big deal. (laughs) So the quote is this, clarity comes from engagement, not thought. And so when I read that, I had to stop. I read it a few more times. Um, and then I, I, uh, wrote it down in all caps in this notebook. And that was actually in the very first lesson of the everything is figure outable formula. And so remember when I was talking about, I was, you know, one of those people who, when they said, okay, picture yourself or your business in five years, close your eyes, where are you? What do you smell? What do you hear? What do you feel? I was like, I don't effing know. I'm just picturing how long it is until we can take a lunch break. <laughs> um, and I actually expressed this to multiple coaches um, over the years 
that, and again, I thought there must be something wrong with me because when I was trying to make a decision uh, about business, I could think about it forever. I could think about all the possibilities and I would never, ever, ever, well, not never, ever, ever. I'm sure there were some times where it was like, well, that's a no brainer. Um, <laughs> but if it was something big or important or expensive, um, you know, I just, the ideas would swirl in my head and I would have no idea which one was the right decision to make. And so inevitably I would have to do something. So I would pick one. Uh, and then it wouldn't be until I had made the decision and started going in that direction that I knew whether or not this was the right direction. Uh, sometimes all it took was the act of making the decision and telling people this is what I'm going to do to know whether it was right or wrong. Sometimes it would be that fast, like ba basically the intention and then how the intention kind of settled into my brain. Um, then my body would be like, okay, yeah, that feels good. Or, uh, no, that's wrong. Uh, sometimes it would be months later <laughs> that I'm like, this is not working. I should have gone the other way. So again, I thought that was some sort of failing in myself that I could have saved myself, you know, a lot of time, a lot of hassle, a lot of confusion. If I had just been able to picture the right decision, the right outcome in the first place, because apparently there are people out there that can do that. Uh, not me, not this girl. So when I read that quote, clarity comes from action, um, or engagement, not thought, I was like, okay, so that that's what I do. I, I'm not clear on whether a decision is the best one until I actually move forward with one of the options to see whether or not it's going to work. Um, and yes, sometimes that leads me down a path that maybe was not the right one. And I, I go, okay, that was a lot of wasted time. Um, at the same time, I probably learned a lot of lessons from it. So not the end of the world. Um, but there are other people that are just like me. So that was awesome. <laughs> so kind of just discovering a, a lot about why I've always struggled with, you know, visions, business visions, um, mission statements, vision statements, those kinds of things. And why people who can do that kind of stuff easily and get really excited about that kind of stuff, why I get so frustrated. Um, and so it kind of, it kind of makes me think, and once you get really clear on all the archetypes that Marilyn talks about, uh, it's fairly easy to look at another entrepreneur, entrepreneur, another business owner, even, you know, non-business people and kind of go, okay, you are a vision maker. <laughs> like sometimes it's super clear and I can see now that a lot of trainers, speakers, facilitators, um, 
a lot of them are vision and passion makers because that's what drives them to do what they do. But then those of us who are taking the courses and attending the workshops and things uh, are, are not. <laughs> and so there's a little bit of a disconnect and it's nobody's fault. Um, but and I'm pretty sure that that Marilyn said uh, she had done some research and based on what on what she could tell, like if you were to take the world's population and split it up into these four types, um, heart makers are in the majority. Um, so we we are not uncommon. We're out there. The problem is that we just tend not to get hurt as much because that's not our nature to go out and like proclaim things. Um, Anyway, I'm getting I'm getting off track, <laughs> but um, yeah. So if now when I hear things now about like find your passion, find your vision, all that, uh, instead of feeling either hopeful that maybe or maybe today will be the day that I'm able to define my vision for my business, um, or on the flip side, feeling like really frustrated and, and down that I know I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, I can just couch it in different terms because I know for me, like what's the vision for me, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't give an F. <laughs> I don't give an F about it. Um, and that like it's a relief um but uh it it's a relief it eliminates a lot of guilt it gives me some clarity um about things i've i've struggled with and yeah so i think that's everything i wanted to talk about in terms of finding your passion. Um, although we might get back to that a little bit in some of the viewer questions. Okay, but I'm going to take a peek at my, my little bullet points because I kind of jumped around a little bit. So um, let's go back to my team changing. So I had a vision for 2019. <laughs> Um, in the fall of 2018, I did the most intense and detailed business planning for my business I've ever done. It was awesome. I had, I had like quarterly goals and all of those quarters had projects that related to those goals. Um, and there were like financial targets and all sorts of numbered, like actual measurable targets. It was amazing. Uh, and then by February, I was already so far off course because, <laughs> um, well, I, I don't know that I've pinpointed exactly why I was so off course, but I can, I can give you, uh, the reasons why I suspect it went off course. Uh, well, no, I know one, I know one big one that I know for sure. Okay. So my business changed. So what I'm doing now, the systematize your business stuff, uh, that 
that started in August of 2018. And so the fall of 2018 was kind of, I was like launching that and picking up clients for the first time for that service. Um, and I did kind of like a beta phase of the business for actually quite a few months for longer than I meant to. Um, and part of that was because, you know, I was still tweaking. It was a, a new business model, uh, a new, a new service, new direction for me. And one of the things I've always struggled with is niching. Now, um, again, but part of this might be because of the whole, like, what are you passionate about? I don't know, because I like lots of things. Um, and I kind of always wondered if I was one of those people that's called multi-passionate. Uh, there's a TED talk about it. I'll, uh, I'll hunt it down and put the link in the show notes. But again, it was the word passion that just kind of, I was like, mm, no, because I don't have overwhelming passion for all these things. I hyper fixate sometimes. So I could go a couple months being like super into this thing. And then one day a switch will flip in my brain and I just don't care about that thing anymore. And today I'm loving this thing over here. Uh, I don't know if that's passion. <laughs> it's a little bit more obsession. Um, but yeah, like I like, I like a lot of different things. Um, and so when it came to the services I was offering in my business, I always struggled. I struggled to niche with this new, this new service because, uh, it's a little bit difficult to communicate to people what I do without getting really, really specific about maybe some of the tools I work with or some of the things I've done for clients. And so then, you know, cause I actually have a client who's like, Oh, I just associate with you with everything online. Um, and I'm like, I know <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's something that I, I want to avoid that because I don't want to be everything online. Uh, but the issue was that again, clarity comes from engagement, not thought. So when I thought about, okay, what kinds of services do I want to offer my clients? There was a lot, there was very few things that I was clear that I didn't want to do. Um, there was a short list of them. Um, and then as for the rest of it, I was like, well, these all sound awesome and fun. And I don't know which ones I want to cut out um, until I actually try them out with a client. Because doing something in your business, uh, setting something up in your business for yourself <laughs> is vastly different than doing it for someone else. Uh, and probably it will, I will always be surprised by the things, the things that pop up working with clients that it's like, well, I did this for myself and we didn't have this issue, but now because I'm doing it for this person, we're having this issue. <laughs> it always happens. Um, and so my, my plan for 2019 was that I was going to have quite a large team 
of people specialized in these different things that I wanted to do. And then, so I could still offer those services to people. But if I found that I didn't really like being involved in that type of project or working with that kind of software or that specific software, I had someone who could do that. Um, and so I wouldn't have to do it. Uh, and then what happened is that when I started developing my onboarding process to hire people, uh, I found it increasingly difficult to find people with the skills I needed uh, that wouldn't end up losing me money. Completely honest, uh, I found I found that I was charging on the very low end of the scale. And so if I hired all these subcontractors, I was going to be paying them more than what my clients were paying me. So of course, the answer to that is that I, I raised my prices, which coincided with the end of my beta period. So it all made sense. Um, and that's part of the beta was tweaking and figuring out what's, what's not right. And part of what wasn't right was my pricing. <laughs> um, so that fixed that. But then I kept looking for people and I just, it was like, I couldn't find, I couldn't find what I needed. And I, I didn't know why, I didn't know why. <laughs> it was so frustrating. Um, I did hire some people, obviously, cause I talked about having two, uh, that I'm losing a bunch of my team members. So I did hire people, but The other, the other part that didn't quite work out the way I expected it to was I pictured more, pictured more consulting and less regular tech support. Um, and I'm sure there was good reasons for that. And also the way, the way that I kind of developed things, it was, it was just a straight, like a linear progression. So someone would have a consultation and then if they wanted more, we would do the project. And then after the project was done, if they still wanted more support, they would move to monthly support. But what happened is that uh, lots of people jumped right to the support. Um, some of that is some of that is a result of, of people not being clear on what they need. Uh, so they would just rather pay hourly for something as opposed to a big chunk of money for a project. Um, because there's no point in paying a big chunk of money for a project if you don't know what you actually want to accomplish. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and then the other, the other thing I didn't think about is that I had started to I had started to attract maybe the the wrong type of client. Um, that was something that I've been able to fix a bit. Um, and so the people who are jumping right to the monthly tech support actually weren't the people that I needed to serve. Those people tended to just need um, like a general VA. Um, they didn't necessarily need a bunch of stuff automated. They just needed someone else to do that. And it didn't need to be 
someone with the high level stuff I was coming in with. Uh, so that I was able to fix that. But the other piece I was trying, I was really trying to get away from marketing. Um, because like I had become so well known, I'm the social media person around here that, um, and honestly I was exhausted. I had like marketing burnout and all I want to do is when it comes to marketing is just develop stuff for my own company. <laughs> I don't want to do anything else with other, other people's marketing, but so much of the tech work I was doing and the workflows and processes were related to marketing processes for other people's business that I couldn't totally eliminate the marketing piece. So like, for example, someone needed to create a simple sales funnel. So, okay, that's good. You set up a landing page, you put an opt-in form on it, you connect it to your email service, and then you trigger some, you know, emails that go out after somebody opts in. Simple. Okay, but that's the infrastructure, but that's useless to everyone if you don't know what your landing page is going to look like. So that's design. And it's not going to be effective if you don't have, if it's not convincing, and that's copywriting. Um, and that copywriting applies to not just the landing page, but also the thank you page and the follow-up emails. Um, and then the thing that people are opting in for, maybe it's a workbook. Okay. So now somebody has got to design a workbook. So now you're getting into design, graphic design. So there was a lot of other things <laughs> that uh, sometimes people like my clients had their people who were doing that part. And so I was just kind of the tech, the tech person in their team. Um, and that was fine. But sometimes the people were like a one man show. And because we worked together so well, they were like, well, can you help me with the landing page? Like, can you design what it's going to look like? And so, you know, I would do my best. Uh, we would usually go off of other successful, you know, we kind of like emulate, okay, here's a, here's a sales page that converts well. So let's, let's do a look like this. Um, and then let's talk about what you like to say to your audience. Um, it was rare that I would be able to convince a client to hire a designer or a copywriter, even though I encouraged it. Um, yeah, so I'm needing to surround myself with different skills because the techie stuff, I really like to do it. That's the stuff I like to do. Um, the marketing pieces, you know, sometimes it's stuff I like to do for myself, but I don't necessarily want to do it for someone else who I've only known for a few months and have done no market research for them, right? Uh, so yeah, I just, I need, I need new skills on my team. I need not new skills. I need a different set of skills on my team. So my, my existing team, like we're going to be parting ways pretty quick and there will be different people coming on <laughs> to do, um, 
more more marketing stuff so that I can just focus on the techie stuff and the and the workflow stuff, right? So um yeah, so I had to have a whole bunch of conversations in a short time with people that uh obviously I didn't want to have those conversations. Luckily, they were all they're all amazing. <laughs> Um, all amazing and understanding. Um, and actually some of them are kind of transitioning their businesses into, into new things as well, which, um, was exciting because I was like, well, maybe they were going to leave me anyway. Um, but now I know that like the parting was not totally mutual, but, um, it was maybe kind of a fate meant to be thing. So right in the middle of my busiest season, I am offboarding 75% of my team <laughs> and then will be onboarding uh, a new set of people. So why, why did I do this in the fall? I don't know. It just, it just worked out that way. <laughs> Um, if I'd been honest with myself, this probably could have happened in the summer, but I was just, I was delaying the inevitable. I was in denial about the whole thing. Um, because I certainly never wanted to let people go because I'm so bad with confrontation. Um, uh, because again, that's the, that's the peacemaker part of me, right? Like, I don't want any confrontation. I just want us to all be happy and get along. Um, <laughs> so... All the events happening in the fall, the the turnover of my team in the fall. Uh, also, I I I also offboarded. I had a longtime client that whose contract came to an end uh, just recently. But then at the same time, because I had the opening, onboarded a new client. So that's always extra stuff. Um, but so this wraps up today's episode of BSing with Brandy. If you enjoyed this topic, you can find more like it at bsingwithbrandy.com. The show notes and the links to the resources and people and courses and websites and things I mentioned will be in those show notes. While you're there, feel free to subscribe to future episodes on the platform of your choice. I wish you all the best getting shit done this week. Bye. Hey, it's Brandy again. Just wanted to give you a quick reminder to watch out for part three in this four-part series. And as a quick teaser, the next episode is going to talk about recurring health issues that always happen in the fall, plus the first viewer question where I answer how I decided to become an entrepreneur and the advice I'd give to people thinking about going down the same path.